Now, let's please welcome Anutama Prabhu. Uh, please take your seat. Thank you. Um, so, Anutama Prabhu joined this temple in DC in 1971 at the age of 17. He's then served at the Juhu Temple in Mumbai from 1979 to 1980, for one year there. Mm -hmm. And he was also married to Rama Tulsi over there. Maybe you can just quickly stand up or kneel up or no. I'm going to totally embarrass you right now, yeah, because you got to know her so you can find her at the table. <laughs> so they got married in 1980, which means, um, 40, yeah. 43. 43 years ago, wonderful. And they have two children and four grandchildren, and they've been living back here in D.C. since 1985. So please give a very warm welcome to Anita Kuru. He's going to be sharing his thoughts on Srila Prabhupada, how he became a devotee, and other great stuff. Thank you. Hare Krishna. So thank you all for coming. This is our uh, Sunday love festival, love feast, and RT festival that uh, the temple holds every uh, Sunday for since we started, 1966, it's been going on. <laughs> Actually, the, the movement started in Washington, D.C. in 1969, 68, 69. Uh, one of our members came down uh, with a few other, with a family, a uh, married couple, and decided we want to expand from New York and they uh, came to Washington, Hare Krishna. So uh, the subject today is uh, Srila Prabhupada, which is one of our favorite subjects. And uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, the statue on the asana here, Vyasasana, is a, a copy of uh, Srila Prabhupada's likeness. So this is the uniqueness of our Krishna consciousness movement uh, many of you who are from India are familiar with uh, there are many temples, there are even many temples here in America now uh, but n most of them are not directed by a guru or spiritual master or acharya so the Krishna consciousness movement was started by Srila Prabhupada in 1966 when he came from India uh, single handedly without uh, any assistance or without any funding, he started in uh, New York City. And uh, it's a long story, but uh, basically people began to come and uh, inquire from him about Krishna consciousness, and then they rented a storefront in uh, New York City on the Lower East Side on 2nd Avenue. And uh, they were there for a number of years, and Prabhupada would give uh, evening classes in the Bhagavad Gita on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday evenings. So that's how the movement started. And from there, people became his disciples, became his followers. And Prabhupada said, now you should also go out and open a temple and spread uh, these teachings, te uh, spread what I have given you. So in that way, someone came to Washington. His name was Damodar. In fact, he's still, uh, he lives in Florida today, so he's still an uh, active devotee. And uh, somebody went to Boston, somebody went to uh, Montreal. San Francisco was the second place, and then Montreal. 
Washington was 1969. And in this way, temples and temples developed. And now we have over, I don't know, in America, how many temples we have? 70, well, a lot of smaller temples too. Maybe 100, maybe in America alone, maybe 100 temples. So in this way, Krishna consciousness has spread. Jayam Vishnupad, Paramount Sipati Pajakachari, Astatara Satishishi Mari, Vayam Grace, AC Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Kije, Anadi Kori Vaishnava Brinda Kije, Namacharya, Srila Haridas Thakur Kije, Prem Sikho, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nichananda, Sri Dirti Gadadhar, Sri Vasadi Gaur Bhakti Brinda Kije, Sri Sri Radha Krishna Gopi Gopi Nath, Shaima Kunda Radha Kunda Giri Govardhana Kije, Brindabandam Kije, Navadrip Dham Kije, Ganga Mai Kije, Yamuna Mai Kije, Tulsi Devi Bhakti Devi Kije, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to the assembled devotees, all glories to Shishi Guru and Garanga, Srila Prabhupada Kije. So, Srila Prabhupada, whose uh, form is on, our, on his Vyasa son here at the temple, and uh, the question is who is Srila Prabhupada? And what is his uniqueness? So Prabhupada is a spiritual master, a pure devotee of Krishna. And he came to the West not for some fame or, or making some profit, but he came to deliver the message of Krishna as we find it in the Bhagavad Gita. And he came on the order or the direction of his spiritual master, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, whose pictures on the left side of the uh, altar in front of Gornitai. So Prabhupada has a guru. His guru has a guru. His guru has a guru. And in this way, this is called parampara, meaning the disciplic succession. Each spiritual master has a teacher. You have to have a teacher to learn. And when you learn, then you can also become the teacher and spread the message. So there's a uh, common prayer we say that describes what is the activity of the spiritual master. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjanan Salakaya Chaksu Amilitam Jena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. So many of you know this prayer. So it means the spiritual master has uh, opened our eyes with the torchlight of knowledge because our, we're in darkness or in ignorance. So this torchlight of knowledge is the message of Krishna as given in the Vedic scriptures in the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. So I kind of summarize, people, you know, of course the biggest question people would ask us old devotees is, you know, how did you come to the movement? Why did you come to the movement? Uh, you know, what was it like? Uh, in the early days, and that's a good question because uh, people who come from India, we all know why you are here, because this is your culture, this is your background, you were brought up knowing Bhagavad Gita, knowing Krishna at least to some extent. And this is basically your religious practice. But uh, Prabhupada came to, a, uh, to New York, uh, and he did not focus on the Indian community, because there wasn't any Indian community. There were very few immigrants from India back in the mid-60s. And his first students were all Western boys and girls, or young men and young women, shall we say. They're all in their 20s. 
And none of them had a background in Krishna consciousness. None of them knew what is, I personally never heard the word Krishna growing up. I never heard of Bhagavad Gita growing up. Um, heard of India, never went there, but we knew it existed. <laughs> Didn't know much about it. Uh, we knew the Beatles went to India uh, back in 69, and that was quite popular. And the Beatles had a guru. He had this, uh, this guru with long hair and a beard, and that was very popular. And a lot of people used to think India, meditation, guru, incense, this is all cool stuff. You know, it was popular. Indian culture was popular amongst the young people uh, of America, and still is in many aspects. So we all came to Prabhupada. Well, of course, the first members came and were with Prabhupada directly. Prabhupada was the only teacher. Everyone was a, a new person. Nobody else knew anything. So Prabhupada would give the classes. Prabhupada, in the beginning, even did all the cooking he would, because nobody knew how to cook. So Prabhupada was, and all the food is, uh, of course, Indian-style uh, Indian cooking, uh, Indian spicing, and, of course, all pure vegetarian. So Prabhupada would do the cooking, and he gradually trained some of his students uh, to cook. Achutananda was one. Kirtanananda was one. Uh, and they gradually took over. And, and Prabhupada would give free this is how the Sunday feast started. He would give free prasadam to everyone uh, who'd come to the temple. Of course, we say temple, but it was a storefront. It, it wasn't, you know, one of these beautiful mandirs like we have in India. Just a storefront on Second Avenue, uh, right off, right next to Houston Street, Twenty uh, Six Second Avenue. Was the, it still exists? It's still there today. Our society uh, rents that and keeps it as a place of pilgrimage, and we also hold programs there. So 262nd Avenue, if you're ever in New York, you should uh, go and check it out. It's a place of pilgrimage. So that's how the movement began. And uh, young men, young women came to Prabhupada. And so I, I made a list of what, what I learned from Prabhupada, what, what I understood having no background what I found interesting people ask well why did you join you know I mean all of you are living in America now you all have American friends you work with American men and women and none of your friends are becoming a devotee isn't it they're just doing their American life and you are doing your life and they're not changing so how is it that Prabhupada got us American people who Basically, we're doing, um, we're not, most, most people were not brought up vegetarian. Most people were uh, doing a lot of nonsense things, shall we say. You can imagine. <laughs> American life, you, you watch it on TV, you see it in the movies, you know what goes on. We, we don't need to describe it. So, so, and Prabhupada, he was not compromising. He didn't, there were many gurus that came in that, in the 60s. Some were teaching yoga, some were selling mantras. This beetle guru, he, he would sell mantras. For $25, you could get your own personal mantra. So and there's no rules, no rules, no restrictions. You just say this mantra and you will realize that you are God. So that's, was his, and he was very popular. You, you would see his poster everywhere, at the colleges, all, all over the place. 
I would meet people downtown. I just got my mantra. I just got my mantra. You know, they were very excited. But Prabhupada came and said, I have a mantra, the Hare Krishna mantra. There's no charge. It's free. We'll come and we'll sing together and you will experience God realization. He said, but eventually uh, you need to leave uh, or live a pure life. You have to purify yourself in order to attain spiritual realization. You cannot continue with bad habits. So Prabhupada had four basic rules he asked his students to follow. He said, vegetarian diet, uh, no gambling, no intoxication. Now that was a big one for a lot of, a lot of everybody. Everybody's, you see on the movie, you watch any movie, drinking, drinking, drinking. Everyone is drinking. They don't show smoking anymore because it's against the ratings. <laughs> I found that out. If they show smoking, it's an R rate immediately. So there's a lot of no smoking anymore. But drinking, everyone is drinking. And in Western society, you go to parties, you go to a government meeting, uh, the, the presidents, are, everybody's drinking. Po very popular. Prophet said no drinking, no drugs, no, in no intoxication. Means LSD, marijuana, alcohol, anything like that. So gambling, meat eating, intoxication, and no uh, sex outside of marriage. No girlfriends, no boyfriends. You can have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but no touching. <laughs> so no touch. <laughs> Be friends, but no touch. So this was totally against American culture, Western culture. Not only America, but most of the world culture, to tell you the truth. So Prabhupada said, that's, our, my, that's my only restriction in order to become my disciple and become initiated and take up seriously Krishna consciousness. You have to follow these regulations and chant Hare Krishna every day on our japa beads. You have a bead bag there, I see. So we keep our beads and we chant. Prabhupada asks us to chant 16 rounds in order to take initiation. That means 16 times around on the beads. So this was a little, uh, you know, this Prabhupada said, I'm, I am selling diamonds, meaning if someone's a diamond merchant, uh, there's not that many customers. You know, a diamond costs a lot of money. If you're selling costume jewelry, oh, you'll have flocks of people because it's inexpensive. He said, I have restrictions because I have a high standard. I want my disciples to actually become purified. And not just, I'm not just here to collect money or make a business, but I'm looking, I'm looking for a moon, just like we have the moon at night and it lights up the whole sky. He says, I'm just looking for that one person who will understand these teachings and become purified and also spread it like that. So during Prabhupada's time, he initiated approximately 5,000 people all around the world. And of that 5,000 people, I was trying to guess how many were actually Indians or Hindus. Maybe, maybe a couple hundred. 95% of Prabhupada's students were Americans and Europeans and South Americans. The movement spread to South America. Uh, it spread to Japan. It, it eventually spread to Russia. And Russia has actually become one of the most popular places for Krishna consciousness. During communist time, it was a little difficult because there was restriction of entering. In fact, our devotees used to go to Russia uh, undercover. 
because you couldn't just go in direct. So they used to smuggle the Bhagavad Gita in the car. They used to put it in the panels of the door and hide it under the trunk because they would search for these things. You couldn't bring any scriptures in, no religion allowed. They had to wear a suit, you know, plain clothes, not, you know, and have a little hair <laughs> and look like a normal tourist. They had to go as a tourist. And gradually they spread Krishna consciousness. Prabhupada first went to Russia himself in 1971, was the first visit to Russia. And there he, made, he met one young man who actually became a devotee and uh, helped start the whole movement in Russia. Just by his, he was only there for maybe a four or five days in Russia, short visit, met, met one or two men. And uh, he, he went to meet a professor, was the purpose of going to Russia at the time. He met a Professor Kotoski. So Prabhupada always talks about him often. He said, yes, I met this professor. And he was a professor of Indian religion. And he would say, uh, Swamiji, when death comes, life is over. There's nothing. There's nothing more. He was atheist, but he was a, re a religious teacher, you know, <laughs> professional, professional religious, you know, professor of religion, of Hindu religion. But he didn't believe it. He didn't believe it. He didn't believe a word of any of it. It was just uh, scholarly uh, activity for him. But Prabhupada was trying to preach to him, but uh, he was not interested. But that was the purpose to go. He was invited to meet this man. So that was the start in Russia. So I was thinking, what attracted me now? I came in 1971. We used to have, our first center was on Q Street, right off DuPont Circle, 2015 Q Street, little row house. That was our temple. And that's where I first came. I first met the devotees in Georgetown. They used to go to Georgetown to do chanting, do Harinam, outside chanting with drums and cymbals, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught us. And this is how Prabhupada started the movement uh, after, uh, after a little while of accumulating, the, uh, doing the classes and accumulating some students, he said, now it's time we go outside. We're gonna go to the park and we're gonna go and chant. So Prabhupada went to Tompkins Square Park, which is not too far from Second Avenue, walking distance. And he sat, everybody sat down and they had the drums and the cymbals and uh, they would chant. And Prabhupada's first kirtan was three hours. Prabhupada sang nonstop for three hours. And there was one of his first disciples was named Brahmananda. He was a big fellow. Him and his brother both joined, Gargamuni and Brahmananda, their names were. So Brahmananda was telling me, he said, I stood up and I, and I, I, I thought I should dance because Swamiji, he was called Swamiji back in those days. Swamiji told us that we should dance a kirtan, like in the picture, like Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Nichananda, with our hands up like this, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So he said, I stood up and I started dancing. And I was thinking that Swamiji's gonna stop in 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> he said, so I, I think it's an offense if I sit down, so I have to keep dancing for three hours. Hare Krishna, <laughs> he, said, he was telling me the story, I thought it was very, you know. So that was his experience of the first kirtan, three hours dancing for Prabhupada. Prabhupada had a lot of energy. So the things that attract, so like I was saying, in the early days, uh, the, his first disciples, they met 
Prabhupada, they, they got personal instruction. Prabhupada cooked for them, gave them personal you know, direction, uh, was available every day to talk to. The de devotees who came later on, like myself, I, I didn't meet Prabhupada first. I met the devotees first, other devotees. Like I said, in Georgetown, I met them. And they said, you know, we have a center uh, on DuPont Circle, near DuPont. You come and we have a Sunday program. There were only like eight devotees in Washington at that time, eight full-time devotees. And I said, well, this is great. I, I, was, I was a seeker. We have Sikhs. <laughs> and I was a seeker. <laughs> this is a joke <laughs> for you. <laughs> so I was seeking the truth. And of course, you know, we have religion in America. It's not like we haven't heard of God and we haven't heard of religion and, you know, we have the Bible and we have scripture. And I was brought up with all of that, but I still was not satisfied. I used to go to church. My parents took me to church every Sunday, all the time. I used to, used to like church or sort of <laughs> Sunday school and youth group, but I never got the answers I wanted. I never really found out, you know, give me details. I just wasn't satisfied. So when I met the devotees, they explained, well, there's, uh, you know, we're, number one point, we're not this body. We're not, we're souls. We're not the body. We're not Indian. We're not American. We're not white. We're not black. We're not even humans. We're, we're souls. And all living things have a soul. The animals have souls. The trees have soul. The grass has soul. The uh, bugs have souls. The fish have soul. 8,400,000 species throughout the universe of, of living things. And everyone has a soul. And you were wandering throughout birth after birth. So this concept of reincarnation, which is not something I learned in church, because they don't talk about it. But when I came to the devotees, reincarnation, that, that makes a lot of sense to me, because I couldn't figure it out. They would, you know, I'm learning, you know, one life. If I don't surrender to God, the church, my church teaching was one life. If I don't surrender to God and his representative, Jesus, uh, and I die, I'm going to hell. And that's it. One choice, one chance. And, and, and no, I said, God's pretty strict here. You know, it's like, I mean, what happens if people didn't hear about the gospel and the church and they're going to hell? So I thought that was, that was not fair. That was a problem. That was a problem for me with my religious upbringing. I said, well, God's not fair. He's sending all these people to hell just because they didn't hear the gospel and they didn't hear about the Savior and all of that. So when they told me, no, you have another chance and another chance and another chance, you have thousands of chances in order to become self-realized, to realize what is God. I thought that makes sense to me. I said, well, well you know, that, that's, God's much more liberal with your understanding and much more compassionate than with my old understanding. So not this body, spirit, soul, uh, many chances to become God conscious. If I don't make it in this lifetime, even if I make it a little bit, I take off in my next life from the next, from that much. If I make 10%, I start off 10% next life. If I do 20%, next life, 20%. So it's, it's like a bank account that keeps getting interest. We all know the interest rates have gone up, and we're happy about that. So in this way, we don't lose our principle. We don't lose our spiritual bank account, as they say. So that was, that, that was an interesting point that I found. 
Not the body and uh, chanting, chanting the names of God. I thought that was really fun. I said, these people are out singing in the streets, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. I mean, that's really serious. I mean, my church group didn't do that. You know, they, 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 said, they sang in church, and they sang these songs that were kind of boring, I thought. But, uh, you know, anyway, it wasn't God's names, it was songs. So these people are singing directly God's name. Of course, there were names I weren't familiar with, Krishna, Rama, Hari, you know, this is not something I was brought up with. But they explained Krishna means all attractive. God is all attractive, that's what Krishna means. Rama means the reservoir of pleasure. So, you know, they explain these are Sanskrit names, but they, they have a good meaning. And Hari is uh, one who takes away all of our problems, all of our suffering. So I said, that's great. So I actually, the next week I went out and met them in Georgetown again and I sang with them and you know, I, I, th I thought that was a lot of fun. And then Prabhupada's students explained to me that by serving God under proper direction from a realized person, we can become purified. So serving God, this was another concept that I didn't really understand in my religious upbringing, serving God. In, in my church understanding, we, serving God meant spreading his message. But when I met the devotees, I, I could serve God by offering him food. I can serve God by uh, singing his names. I can serve God by leading a pure life. These are all many ways to serve God. And ultimately in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, just think of me, become my devotee, bow, bowing down. Now that was something really interesting. I had never bowed down before. I go to, you know, you go to church, you sit in the pews, you don't bow down. I never bowed down. I come to the temple, everybody's bowing down, and I'm like, wow, that's serious stuff, <laughs> bowing down, you know. Krishna says, just bow, you know, he asks us to bow down. So, you know, physically bowing down, it's a whole experience, and, and I, I found that liberating. That now I'm bowing down, humili humble, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be humble because we all think we're wonderful. And we bow down, we realize we're not wonderful. Krishna's wonderful. So, so then, um, then they also taught us about this book, the Bhagavad Gita, which I had never heard of, never heard of the Bhagavad Gita. Maybe if I went to, and maybe later on I would hear it in religious studies or something, but in high school and never heard of it. So the Bhagavad Gita is spoken by God, by Krishna himself. It's his direct words. And, and our t they explain that our movement is based on the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita. And um, that Krishna's desire, God's desire for humanity is given, his directions are given in that book. And uh, another thing I learned, human life is meant for self-realization not to waste time and waste our energy. So I thought that was, you know, I, this is a question we all come to. What am I here for? Why, you know, this was a burning desire in me as a teenager. Why am I here? You know, I'm, gonna, I'm going to school and I'm supposed to go to college and I'm supposed to get a job and, I, I, and someday I'm gonna get married and I gotta make money and I gotta buy a house and I gotta pay a mortgage, I gotta have kids. Hey, uh, you know, it's like, this is like too much for me. You know, so when they told me that human life is really meant for self-realization, and this is our prime duty, our prime necessity, 
That, that was, oh, really? I, human life is not meant to go to college? Human life is not meant to make money? That's great, because I'm not really that interested in that stuff. I, I want to know who I am and who is God and how I can be really happy in uh, you know, understanding God. So that was, a, that was a big point to me. And then, uh, then they, like I explained, these four principles of purification. They said, we, we follow these principles. And, and I said, well, that's pretty good because I'm a, I was already a vegetarian. I became a vegetarian in high school before I even met the devotees. So I said, that's easy. They said, uh, no intoxication. I said, that's fine. I, 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 I think I had one beer when I was a teenager, and that, that was it. You know, I didn't really, you know, too young for intoxication. <laughs> so, <laughs> although I did meet a number of, you know, students who were college, you know, were in college, had dropped out or finished college. They said, I was really good until I went to college. And then I became, you know, Parties, drinking, smoking, you know, women, you know, you think your kid is going to college and getting a good education, and probably is, but he's, very good chance he's doing other things too, so, you know, I, I became a devotee before I went to college, <laughs> so I avoided it, I avoided it. So anyway, uh, Prabhupada said, you know, Prabhupada came to, uh, the reporter asked Prabhupada, so what is, you know, what is your mission here? He, came, he comes to London one time in 1973. What, why have you come to London, Swamiji? You know, the reporters sticks the mics in Prabhupada's mouth at the airport. Prabhupada said, I've come to teach you what you have forgotten. And the reporter says, what is that, Swamiji? And Prabhupada says, God. Everybody says, God. You've forgotten God. You know, and that's, that's what Prabhupada came for, to teach us what we've forgotten. Because we think... We think we're here for money, you know, happy, you know, happy material life. Krishna says, no, material world is, this is another problem I had with uh, my previous teachings. Why do we suffer? You know, if God is kind, why are we suffering? God is, a, God is love. It's a big thing, God is love. If God is love, why is there disease? Why is there death? Uh, you know, why is all these problems here? But when I met the devotees, they said, Krishna, Bhagavad Gita tells us that the material world is a place of suffering, but in the spiritual world, there is no suffering. So God is, you know, once you get there, it's very nice. You just have to get there. <laughs> While we're here, we suffer. We all suffer. Everyone suffers. I, I mean, I'm, I joined at 17, so I was, I was very young then. I just had my 69th birthday, like, two weeks ago, so... I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> and I realize that, you know, the, the body is not like it was when it was 17. You know, hair's falling out, back is hurting, knees are going, uh, digestion is not as good. Uh, you know, hearing, I, I, you know, I asked my wife, what, what did you say? I can't hear you. <laughs> Things are falling apart. So this is uh, to be expected. If you don't think you're gonna fall apart, you're in a dream world. You know, we're all living in a, we're, we're in a, a hope against hope, you know. So Krishna says, Janma mrityu jara vyadi dukkha dosha nudarshanam. Dosha, dukkha, dukkha, this is uh, sukha and dukkha, you know, misery, dukkha, dosha, nudarshanam, darshanam, darshan. This is the vision of the realized person he sees that there's birth, death, disease, and old age. 
So, and we all have to suffer this. And it's not that God is unkind that we have to suffer this. We're the ones who have rebelled against God. Krishna wants us, most, of the, most souls, most spiritual beings are in the spiritual world. Three quarters, it gives a description. Of course, we're talking about infinity. <laughs> but they describe infinity as the spiritual existence is three quarters of the existence. And the material world, which is many universes, not just this little earth. I was talking to a Christian the other day. He said, life is only on earth. There's only people on earth. And, and only human beings have souls and only on earth. So it, it's a really small, I, God really made a small group of souls, you know, if it's only the human society on earth. But when we read the Vedas, we read about Brahma and Indra and Chandra and the Devas, and they're in the upper planetary systems. Then, then we read about the lower planetary systems. So multiple planets, multiple universes, unlimited numbers of living beings or souls. So God wants us to come back to that spiritual world. And that's the whole purpose of the teachings of the Vedas. That's the purpose of the guru. The guru comes to enlighten us. I've come to teach you what you forgot, God. This is what Prabhupada came to America for. He didn't come, I'm going to come and sell mantras and get rich, or I'm going to teach uh, yoga, open a yoga studio and have students and they'll all pay me. He didn't, no, I, I'm going to chant in the parks and in, and in our storefront, and it's free, there's no charge. Every other guru had a charge. I went to several of them. They all had some kind of charge. There was a fee to maintain. Prabhupada said, food is free, kirtan is free, uh, everything is free. There's no charge for anything. I'm amazed how we survived. <laughs> but there was no economic, you know, people gave donations, but there was no charge. And Prabhupada came with, uh, very important is that he, his books, he translated the uh, Srimad Bhagavatam first and came to America with the Srimad Bhagavatam first three volumes. And uh, the Bhagavad Gita he translated while he was here in New York. And they published that first in 1968. And then his, his life's mission was to continue to translate uh, the Bhagavatam and have that published. And he also translated the teachings of Lord Chaitanya, the Chaitanya Charitamrita, in around 1976 for his students, to, for everyone to have. So that was his mission to spread Krishna consciousness and give everyone this information. So I see my time is uh, running out and I, we do want to ask, uh, give you a chance for a few questions. First of all, thank you. Thank you, thank you for a wonderful <laughs> 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 Really appreciate Prabhupada after hearing all those things. Who would love to be, who would love to ask a question? Thank you so much Prabhu. It was very practical and very simple you know, for everybody to understand. Mm -hmm. uh, my question is, uh, you know, like Prabhupada said, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's sharing diamonds and it's not everybody can buy. Mm -hmm. But when you speak about it, when Prabhupada speaks about it, it, it sounds very practical, very logical. All the points you made are, you know, 
very easy to understand and practical. But then at the same time, if you look at the world, not trying to buy into this uh, practicality, into this simplicity of understanding and going about on their own ways. And, you know, there are devotees, but, you know, if you look at the more than 90% of the world is into materialism. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, what is the, what is the, the final outcome? I mean, is, is it going to stay like that and it's going to just few people coming out of this miseries? Well, in the, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Manushanam sahasreshu kaschid yatati siddhaye. He said, uh, out of many thousands among people, one may endeavor for perfection, and out of thousands of perfected people, hardly one knows me in truth. So even back uh, when the Bhagavad Gita was spoken a long time ago, the previous uh, yuga, thousands of years ago, Krishna's telling Arjuna, don't expect everybody to be a devotee. It's not, and, and I was at a, a public lecture with Prabhupada in India. And the first time I went to India was 1975. And, and uh, we went to uh, near Calcutta to Lord Chaitanya's birthplace. We went to Hyderabad. And then we went to Brindaban. So Prabhupada in Hyderabad was giving a public lecture outside uh, in the evening and there was uh, a lot of people would come and his disciple we were sitting on the stage with Prabhupada and Prabhupada's in the middle on the Vyasasan so the one man come, they asked for questions at the end so the man comes up Swamiji if everyone believes in Krishna as much as you how will the world go on you know, he's asking, if everybody became a pure devotee and only chanted on beads and wanted to love Krishna and do bhajan and kirtan all day, you know, how will economics go on and, uh, you know, who will do all these things? <laughs> so we're wondering what Prabhupada's going to say to this man. <laughs> so <laughs> Prabhupada's very simple question, a very simple answer. He said, you will not take to it, so the world will go on. That was the answer. You will not take to it. So... Not everybody will take to it. The world, the, don't worry, the economy will go on. We're not going to, your stock market will not go to zero because everyone took a bhajan and kirtan and, uh, you know, all of these, uh, you know, alcohol business, meat business. These things will all go on because not everybody will become Krishna conscious. But some people will. And we're going home. We used to say in the kirtans, we say, back to home, back to Godhead. There used to be uh, Vishnu John Swami was one of our singers, and he would always start his kirtans. Back to home, back to Godhead. Very enthusiastic that this is what we are singing about. We want to go back to Godhead. We don't want to be here. We don't, we're not enthusiastic about working in this world. Of course, you have to work. Krishna says everyone has to do something. You have to do your duty. Not that, we're, not that everyone is stopping their, their activities, but you do it as a selfless and you do it in Krishna consciousness. So Krishna doesn't say, don't go, he doesn't say you shouldn't work, you shouldn't have a job, you shouldn't support your family. No, these, you have to do all these things. But you do it with Krishna consciousness, with awareness of Krishna. And you live your life free from sinful life. Uh, which is basically these regulated principles that we follow. We don't know intoxication, meat eating, gambling, 
And uh, we lead a pure life. Like Prabhupada said, uh, ideal moral character. This is actually what our temples are training our students to be, ideal moral character. And of course, he would also quote to uh, the uh, people he would meet uh, and that the qualities of the Brahmin, peacefulness, truthfulness, cleanliness, austerity, mercifulness. He said, these are the qualities that we're instilling in our students. And these are the qualities that Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, the qualities of a Brahmana. So we better end here, because yeah. time is up. Wow, thank you so much. Thank you so much for